0: All right, Matt. So I told my wife she should embrace her mistakes. Yeah, she gave me a hug.
1: Oh, (laughs) Oh, honey, come here. (laughs) It's going to be okay, babe.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's not what I meant, babe, but thanks. Gotcha. (laughs) Yeah, gotcha.
1: What's up everyone? My name is Matt
0: and I'm Jason
1: and this is not another Swift podcast.
0: It's the podcast where we talk about Matt's journey into iOS development and whatever else comes up. So how's your week going Matt?
1: It's going pretty good man. We uh actually I'll talk about the weekend before it was, it was a pretty chill weekend. I mean we record on Wednesdays, so it's kind of it's kind of it's weird it does the show does come out on Friday but I'm like uh
0: yeah, it's like, we're only halfway through the week.
1: But. Yeah, like my, my week is already over halfway through. No, but it, it was a pretty cool, it was a pretty chill weekend, man. We didn't do really much of anything. We uh, we got our new patio set. We're kind of slowly building our, our uh, patio out to be our own little, uh, little oasis, if you will. Um, so yeah, we put that together, uh, enjoyed some adult time on the patio. Um, and we also ordered some uh, really cool, like, uh, click-together tiles from Ikea. Um, so I, I, I kind of looked at my wife like she was crazy whenever she told me about it. And then I was like, okay, well just yeah, you know, tell me, tell me your, your vision, right? Like what are you trying to do here? Because like our patio, it's a really big patio. I would say it's about in length, like, um, like from our my front door, from my back door to the gate, it's probably um, I would say like 18, 18 feet ish, and then uh, maybe like twenty seven feet wide. So we have a really big area. Yeah. But we have this really annoying. Uh, I'm just gonna hang a picture frame over the you know the crack and call it a feature, right? <laughs> it's a really annoying feature where there's a step um, ten feet in to our patio. So. We have to figure out what the heck we're going to do with that. Right. So, okay. So, we order a 10 by 10, like little gazebo thing, and we get that going. So, Violet's like, Well, let's order these tiles. I'm like, Are we really going to spend this much money on these stupid tiles? And she's like, No, no, no. Hear me out. Listen. I was like, Fine. You know, whatever. And then she finally hits me with like her vision. Right. And it's like, Oh, so you're trying to build a deck. Like, this is like the deck and like, (laughs) you know, the upper parts of the deck and like, you know, the step. it's, It's like a two inch drop two three inch trap it's like uh you know the, the the party area like we got some plants we got uh you know our gazebo with our patio set um yeah it, it was pretty chill um that was all on saturday well we didn't get those things delivered yet i don't think they're going to be delivered until june maybe june uh, yeah wait so they're, they're not 22nd. essential they
0: don't they don't get delivered right away yeah
1: no those don't get delivered <laughs> you said it's from <laughs> those, ikea those are on hold yeah it's on ikea you My can trying even like, go yeah. wait in line for pickup
0: yeah exactly my wife i was gonna say is she's you know, thinking about, you know, trying to get some, some different things from Ikea, uh, which kind of comes into, to my, my week slash news section in a second. Uh, But yeah, she's trying to look at Ikea, see, you know, some things that we can get or whatever. And it's been the same thing. Like every morning she'll go on there and it's like, nope, nothing available today. Like you can't pick up or you can't do anything like that. So it's like every day she's going on there. It's like, wait, can I order? Like what's going on? When can I start ordering things?
1: Yeah. Right. I was like, wait, we're really not getting these things until June 22nd? What is that? Yeah. Wow. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, cool. I guess, well, we've got nothing but time, right? Yeah. I can't go anywhere. Well, so what, am I, what else am I going to do? Hey, by by the
0: time I finally come visit and, you know, meet you in person and come visit you, then, hey, yeah. we'll, have, you know, we'll have a cool deck to hang out on.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, speaking of whenever you were supposed to come visit, we were down in the area um, on Sunday. We drove down to uh, San Clemente and we ate at this place called uh Pedro's Tacos which is a really good taco shop. Um I think there's only maybe two or three in California. Um got myself a little uh carne asada burrito there. It was pretty cool and then um there's this place called um uh, uh the Rainbow Shop which they make sandals, uh flip-flops and I think now they've even like expanded into like house shoes and baby baby flip-flops and you know all sorts of different yeah. like styles and stuff like that um so i drove down there and got a new pair of uh, flip-flops but yeah man that was it just
0: well, i was gonna say out. um you you linked to those in the show notes so i was like what pedro's did, yeah. tacos.com and then you have uh rainbow com. and yeah. um yeah i'm looking at i'm looking at the the home page of, of that taco place and oh man i don't know if i've ever Dude. eaten there when i lived out there and it looks like they have i oh, would like four different locations from from their website. So, yeah, it's, man, it's making me want some some of these tacos. But I yeah, think the was,
1: closest one to you would have been Oceanside. Yeah. because it looks if like you're, there's two in a, San Clemente,
0: Fallbrook, yeah. and Oceanside. Yeah. So, yeah, it looks good. looks like some good stuff. And then, yeah, those, yeah, man. those Rainbow Sam, Sandals Place, I, I think I've heard of those before because I think it was – like a pair of they kind of look you know cheap because they're just like thin sandals but i think i remember they're all like handmade or something like that they're really good quality and and stuff like that and they're actually really comfy i don't know it's i remember at one point those came up and i you know was going to buy them i feel like i don't remember how or why this didn't happen but yeah i've actually i have heard of that brand before
1: yeah i Obviously they don't sponsor the show and I'm I don't want to say too much and give them too much publicity but I I they're the only pair of sandals I think my wife has almost ever purchased nice since she's been able to purchase things you know, on her own <laughs> yeah. and uh the, that's the only pair of sandals I've had for the last I would say seven, seven years, but yeah, man, it was, it was a nice Sunday. We couldn't go to the beach. Obviously I was like, well, maybe we can get some tacos and like drive like to near the beach and like hang out in a parking lot and, and eat our, eat our tacos and burritos. But yeah, that didn't, that didn't happen. We ended up yeah. eating in like in front of somebody's house. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably like looking out in the their window. Like road. who the hell are these people eating, eating a burrito <laughs> outside of my house? Uh, yeah. Sorry. If you're, if you're by some chance listening, that was me. I ate a burrito outside your house. <laughs>
0: And it was good. What about you, man? What you (laughs) uh,
1: what you've been up to uh, the past week, or well, this weekend, last weekend?
0: Um. So yeah, I got some really bad news, and also some really good news. So you've heard both of these. yeah. As far as the really bad news, like I said, you know, you and I kind of already talked about this, but I'm not quite ready to mention any of this on the show. So not to like try to leave people in suspense or whatever, but just kind of one of those things, not ready to talk about it maybe in a week or two. Um, but yeah, got some bad news, um, uh, but also have some really good news. So this is another thing you as in Matt, not the listener, already knew is, you know, we were, we were an escrow to buy a house. Um, the reason I didn't mention it on the show before is you never know just cause you're an escrow doesn't mean you have a house yet. And, right. uh, but we actually, we signed closing documents recorded and everything today. So we officially bought a house, bought a new house. So well, not new. I awesome. mean, it's, it's not a new build or anything, but um, yeah, Good we closed on a house today. It's new to us, and um, now that we've officially closed, um, you know, I, I have a paper that says "Congratulations, you are the owner of you know this house." Yeah. So I got I got that paper from the, the title company. Um, so yeah,
1: party at Jason's house. Yeah, really. Um,
0: <laughs> so yeah, we're we're definitely happy about that, and all that means is that uh, this weekend is going to be a very busy weekend. Um, a lot of moving and. And uh, you know all everything that comes along Some with that. Some
1: bribery of uh, yeah bribery of pizza and beer for helping uh, move. Oh yeah, yeah stuff for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that's awesome, man! Congrats on 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 finding that house. That's that's huge, man. I mean, especially I, I that's I mean that's one of my one of my biggest goals is just to buy a house, just to not I I like not having to pay to fix things that go wrong in my apartment, but yeah. I also don't like emailing my you know, office manager say, Hey, can I hang this on the outside of my house? Yeah. <laughs> and asking permission to make my space my own space. So I am jealous of you, my friend.
0: <laughs> yeah, it definitely is, um, you know, this this is the second house we bought. Um our current house that we're in is, is a rental, you know, cause the last house that we had in California, it was a house that we owned and then sold that to move into this house. That's been a rental. And we've been in this house for about four years. So it's like every year, I, I think I mentioned that you know earlier is every year it's like, all right, you know, should we buy it? And then just, you know, for reasons, you know, yeah. it's like, All right, not a good time or whatever. And so finally it's like, you know, what? it's been like four years. We, we need to buy another house again. And, and there is, there's just a difference. I mean, like we like the house we're in, but there's just a difference with owning a house. Like it's yours, you know? Yeah. If you want to paint a wall, yeah. you can paint a wall, you know, it's, you can hang up whatever you want. You can right, do yeah. you know, things you want. I mean, unless the HOA starts yelling at you, I mean, there's certain sure, things you can't sure, do, sure. I guess, yeah. but Yeah, Yeah, It's it's your house, you know, and you also don't have to worry about, you know, the property management raising the rent or are they going to sell this house and now you have to move out. It's, that's always some of the worry that we've had. So it's like, no, this is going to be our house. So like the only way, you know, we're getting out of it is, you know, hopefully if nothing crazy bad happens, you know, something like that. But the only way we're getting out of this house is if, and when we decide to sell, you know, so. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're really we're looking forward to it and it's a nice house, so we're looking yeah. forward to moving into there. Yeah, man. Congrats,
1: dude. That's Thanks. that's big stuff. It's adult stuff.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's adulting.
1: <laughs>
0: Alright, so I think that's enough about our weeks. Uh, let's move on to some news. So what did you see in the news this week?
1: You know, I, I only saw one thing, uh, I, I didn't read too much about it, but it did make quite the splash uh, on Twitter, and if I had Facebook, I think it would be on Facebook as well, um, but what's up with Spotify making the Joe Rogan Experience podcast, you know, it's Spotify exclusive? Um, like I said, I didn't read much into it, but like, what does that mean for other podcasts, podcast players, podcasters? you know kind of all of the above it's kind of an interesting thing um i think this is uh the first of its kind for you know a, yeah a, a podcast, well, it's, like it's funny
0: because i i don't know i must have had a busy week because i didn't even hear about this until i saw you link it in the show notes um oh wow but yeah i mean like i said i think i just had a busy week wasn't really paying too much attention to everything else um uh, but yeah, yeah it's like you said, what does this mean for a podcast, you know, slash podcast players? Um, I mean, I don't even know because it's like, as far as I know, podcasts it's just like RSS, right? It's just a certain kind of like a certain formatted RSS feed or something, which you know, by its nature is yeah. free. So, how and why all that's happening? Um, I think we had talked about it before that I think I heard some. I mean, it's rumors, but you know that Apple could possibly you know people were thinking apple might do something like that because you know they're coming out with all their services and everything so it's like all right you know is apple gonna do that but i mean yeah. i think anything i heard about that was kind of rumors but it's like all right now spotify is doing this so what does that like you said what does that mean <laughs>
1: it would make sense i mean if you think about it what's it, it's it's essentially like what a sponsor without a con- like a long term contract, right? Like he's still like I mean he got paid. He had to have gotten paid, man. Like oh, for sure. <laughs> to, to only be exclusive to Spotify, like that's he probably got a good chunk of money because he, he they would have to like offset and make it worth his time, you know to lose those whatever sponsorships. Cause you know, he's probably making good money. I, oh, yeah. I don't know. I just thought, I just thought and I was like, Whoa, I wonder what that means. <laughs> like how, like what's the ripple effect here for that one? You know, I'm curious to see what, yeah. uh, what I mean, that personally, to, I, yeah, uh, I just, world. I don't like it. You know,
0: it's, it's kind of, I don't know. It's, you think about like video movie shows, like streaming services. And it's like, look at how everything's going with that. You have Netflix, Netflix exclusives you have Amazon Prime exclusives you know what's one of the new ones Apple TV plus like that you know they have their exclusives and it's like you either more and more you're forced to either get every streaming service if you want to watch certain shows or you don't and you don't watch a lot of these shows and that's one of those things like I'm not I guess, you know, if you can listen to it for free on Spotify, then whatever, if you really want to listen to it, go on Spotify. But what happens when, or if I don't even know, like I said, I didn't read into this, but what do you now have to have Spotify premium to listen to this or if it's not like that yet, what happens when that happens? Like, (laughs) yeah, I'm not exactly. I let, you know, right now I use overcast, you know, but if I don't use overcast, it's going to be Apple podcasts and I don't care to go on Spotify. Like not that I have anything against it. I know a lot of people like it, but I don't care to use that. And so, all right, if I was listening to Joe Rogan, it's, which, I mean, he's funny. Like, I do like him and stuff. I just, he has, like, a new episode, like, every day. And it's, like, yeah, three yeah. hours long. So there's no way right, I can try yeah. to keep
1: up with that. Right, yeah. Um, right.
0: But yeah, it's like, I'm not I'm not going to Spotify and putting all of my listening on that platform now because he's there. So then what do you do? So I don't know. Yep, right. I feel like right now it's not necessarily a problem because it's easy enough to, all right, if you really want to listen to it, just go there for that one, you know, one podcast. But I right. can just see, like you said, the ripple effect of this. I just, I don't know. Yeah, not looking forward to necessarily seeing where this leads. I know.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's it. I'm I'm curious uh, at the very least to see where this leads. Hopefully, it's not like a bidding war. You know, for like, oh if yeah, you didn't come to my platform. That would that would just suck, man. You know, but, but then obviously-
0: again. I was going to say, you know what? Let's let's play the selfish side of this. We are a <laughs> yeah. podcast, so you know what? Like, maybe I will go to Spotify exclusive <laughs> yeah. if Spotify wants to pay us a lot of money. I mean, I don't right. use them right now, but you know what? If they want right. to, they want to pay us a good amount of money, I'd, I'd be willing to do that. <laughs> let's sell <laughs> yeah. out. All right, <laughs> sure. Oh
1: my gosh! All right, everyone, don't worry. We're not going to sell out on you, but we do have some follow no, up no. and some shout outs. We might. To- we might. We might.
0: All right. Sorry, go on.
1: (laughs) All right. So we got some follow-ups and some shout-outs to give here. Uh, Jason, you want to take us on to that one?
0: Um, Yeah. So uh, what was it? Last week's question to the listener was about, you know, what kind of pests or bugs or, you know, things that you have in your area. Um, so we've heard from, and sorry, I'm probably butchering your name. Um, I'll do my best. So we've heard from Petro Anishuk, uh, before it was I think the last episode of the previous one. Um so he responded to us with you know about this question. So he said, uh, hello, we have hornets, big hornets. I think they are doing something useful too, but they can murder. And I did not eat their honey. <laughs> so yeah actually i actually replied to him on Twitter about that I'm like yeah you probably did eat their honey but yeah no thanks no yeah. thanks to that
1: that's why they're mad at you Jerk. yeah
0: you ate all their honey and they're mad at you now
1: <laughs> exactly
0: so um but yeah um thanks for responding to the question and uh let's see what else do we have we actually had we had another response and this one it probably was timely, um, with when we were talking about this, but I have to apologize on this. So we had, um, Josh Adams and it's a different Josh than we've had on our show and that we've talked about before. Uh, but we had, uh, Josh Adams. He actually contacted me through my website, through like the contact form on there. And because that updates a spreadsheet that I have on Google drive and it doesn't actually notify me, uh, which by the way, I Created a reminder to actually check that periodically, um, and like I said, it doesn't notify me. Maybe I'll change that to emails. Um, but anyways, back to back to what we're talking about. He contacted me. It was a little over two weeks ago. Uh, it was about you know like the the programmatic versus storyboard and all that. You know, so we were talking about. That it was a question, however many episodes ago it was. um, But he he actually uh, linked an article that he wrote um, about, what was it? Converting an app from interface builder to programmatic layout. So uh, I do have to apologize. I actually didn't uh, read it yet. I think I started, but as we mentioned earlier, it's been a crazy busy week. Uh, So I haven't actually read the article. But um, yeah, I mean, it was, and it was also... To be fair, it was a long article as well. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm guessing from you know converting an app from interface builder to programmatic layout, I'm guessing he's on the, the programmatic side.
1: Yeah, I'd say uh, that. And yeah, that probably takes some time to read through, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, Josh as well, thanks for reaching out. Uh, I'll definitely have to uh, find some time to read that. Um, But we we do appreciate the the feedback, the follow-up from uh, both of you this week. Um, And I think that was probably it. I don't think I saw anything else that we wanted to mention this week.
1: Yeah, it just sounds like I got some uh, weekend reading to do. Nice.
0: All right, so it sounds like that's some of the stuff you need to do this coming week and weekend. But let's, let's talk about what you've learned over the past week.
1: Yeah, so we're still in 100 Days of Swift. We are on Project 18. Uh, Project 18 covers days 64 and 65. Um, it's kind of funny because somehow last week's talk and question to the audience made its way into this week's learning. Um, in the Google image searches that I've seen, I'm not a fan of where this is going, and that is bugs. <laughs> bugs and debugging. <laughs> I
0: know it's funny. I don't even think we planned that, did we? It was just no, a question we that we did not. had.
1: Yeah, it just kind of happened.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, like you said, uh, bugs. So I don't, I don't know if Paul Hudson mentioned this in the lessons, uh, but did you actually? Do you know, like in regards to programming? Did you know? where the term bug actually came from?
1: I I think at one point in time, and it could have been in in college years ago, or maybe just in conversation. I, I feel like way back in the day, you know, computers were these monstrosities, right? And, uh, you know, they're 12 feet tall, and I, I feel like I heard a story where, like, a moth or a ladybug or something, like, flew into the machine and, like, just shorted everything out. And they were like, that's that's what it was? They called it a bug that crashed everything? I, I think?
0: Yeah, that's, um, as, as far as my understanding on it, and it's kind of one of those things, I didn't look it up again to actually... Yeah, know for sure what the story was. But like you said, it was like way back in the day. So we're, you know, we're probably talking like the 1940s, 1950s, maybe even earlier yeah. than that, where, uh you know, back at that point, a computer that you know, on your phone, your phone is a more powerful than a computer than a computer yeah. that used to be the size of like a house. Right? right. Right. And you know, they had actual like vacuum tubes and different things like that. And it was like you said, it was actually a moth. They found a bug, you know, which was a moth in the actual computer. Right. It was like wow. stuck in, I don't know, in one of these tubes or something like that. Jeez. And so they had to debug it. Right. They had to actually physically take the actual bug out of the computer And from what I remember, it was like that was like in the logbook or something. They actually like taped the moth in the logbook or whatever. And it was like, you know, debugged or found the bug in the program or in the (laughs) computer or whatever it was. And so, yeah, it's like now it's just the term that we use. We talk about, you know, bugs in our programs or bugs in our apps. And that's just kind of how we refer to it. But it really actually started from a bug that was in the computer, like an actual bug. (laughs) So I, I thought I was I love that story. You know, it's. Like yeah. I'm sure I messed up kind of some of the details on it, but I just I love that that's actually where the term came from, like that it really was a bug.
1: Yeah, I think that's really cool because you you have an answer for well, why do you call it a bug? Well, yeah, uh, okay, how much time do you have? Right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, this week it, it was a small but really informative technique project where we we look at a few different ways of identifying problems in code, uh, aka uh, debugging, right? And uh, and I have a feeling that we're going to see this, this print function a time or two here because if I remember correctly, um, I, th- I think I remember hearing the guys over at Fireside Swift saying that Paul had an app or something that called sharpshooter where it just throws print statements or I I, I couldn't find it on the Mac so maybe it's pulled I I don't know Um, I think
0: I actually know of that too because I remember I think he put it on GitHub like I want to say it was there this is another thing I didn't look up prior to the show but I want to say yeah yeah, I want to say he actually has it on GitHub and I've heard of it too and it might have been from Fireside Swift as well but I I know I heard of that as well and it's just like you said print statements everywhere
1: (laughs) yeah yeah so and that's uh, it's when I was watching the videos I was like I bet I'm going to I bet that's going to be the first thing and you know sure enough there it was you know the very thir- very first thing we talk about was the print function um it, you know before I get into you know what I learned during the project I wanted to you know dig in a little bit and and exactly see what you know the print function is and does and you know what it likes what it doesn't like so Anyone who's been listening lately knows exactly my next move, right? So I went to Stack Overflow to—I'm just kidding, right? <laughs> I didn't go to Stack Overflow. <laughs> we, we all know I option-clicked on the print function, right? <laughs> yeah, use
0: official documentation, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, the official documentation. There was no, there was no Stack Overflow involved. Never, never. I, you know, of actually, not. if I'm honest, like I don't know that I ever have really jumped in into Stack Overflow very much, but, but yeah,
0: it'll happen. <laughs> well actually really what happens is you google like you search something on google and it leads to stack overflow overflow that's always what happens you know it's you don't actually go to stack overflow and search you google and google leads to you <laughs> it leads you to stack overflow that's how it happens right. <laughs> uh, but yeah i mean like you said uh the you know print and i think this is one of those things as you learn more, learn more about just co- you know coding in general, and learn more about debugging and how to you know work your way around all this stuff. You're and you actually you've probably already seen it. Like print statements is one of those things. That's the simple, that's the the easy beginner way of trying to debug things. Right? Is just throw print statements everywhere, and it's kind of funny because really there there are better ways in most cases I think than just throwing print statements everywhere. But a lot of the time, it's just it's the easy way. All right, let's throw a print statement here and there, and just do things like that. And but we'll we'll get to like breakpoints in in a bit. I think yeah. you know, it's breakpoints are are really probably a better way of doing most things that you're going to do that you're going to you know use print statements for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, print statements they they are easy. Like we've talked about, it's a quick way to just throw something, throw a print statement in. You can see it in the console, and and there you go. That's you know you can see what's going on, and and it's funny because. I think I saw it somewhere a while ago that you can actually use like emoji in your print like statements. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. And uh, so ever since I saw that, I actually a lot of the time that's what I'll do because sometimes that console area will just be full of things and it's like, all right, where was my print statement? And <laughs> so it's like occasionally I'll like I might use they like all have like a green check mark and then something when it was like a good, you know, the good successful case of something and I was yeah, printing it. Right. And then I'll have like, maybe I don't know, a red X or something like that, where it was like the, the failure case. And it's like kind <laughs> yeah. of testing things and Then I can quickly see in the console, like what happened. And like I said, a lot of the time just using like a you know a break point would be a better choice, but sometimes just doing things like that, especially when you're trying to check for like race conditions with things, um, which, Speaking of, do you know what race conditions are if I mention that?
1: Not quite yet.
0: It's kind of like like it probably would make you think it's it's like a race, like something might happen before something else, right? Something might complete oh, okay. before something else. And yeah. a lot of the time do print statements might be the best way to debug that because if you actually hit a breakpoint and you pause the code you can't necessarily actually see what was going to happen in what order right because you pause the code so a lot of the time and i don't know maybe there is a better way to do that but a lot of the time just kind of having print statements and different things you can actually see the order of when things really happened um, so that's this may be one of the better uses of actually using a print statement but I mean, there's yeah. a lot of reasons, but anyways, I'll, i can see how that could, yeah, sorry. Yeah, for sure. I was
1: just going I could see how that could come in handy for sure. Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, but I think I'll, I'll let you go into more of what you were going to say about it though, before I steal the show. Yeah. Again. <laughs>
1: No, I I actually I, I do like uh, if you're if you are going to use a print statement, yeah, I think that's really cool, uh, kind of neat idea to throw a green check mark in there if it if it passes, you know, it's what you're expecting or a red X, like you know, something that's unique to you that you would know to look for. Um, I, I think that's a really cool idea. Yeah.
0: Well, and actually, let me uh, let me take it back for a second too. When you're doing that, that's. More for the testing. (laughs) You don't want to leave those in there. Like, you know, before you submit a pull request to actually have your code merged in, you want to take all that stuff out. That's just for like trying to see when things are happening when you're testing. Uh, But yeah, you definitely don't want to just leave that kind of stuff in there. Yeah,
1: that makes sense, especially going through, you know, this this project which isn't really a project but we'll call it a project uh mm, it, it, the way that paul yeah well the way that paul you know kind of explains things and 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 the different things that print and breakpoints and um assert which we'll get into later different things that they do and that you can what you have to worry about what you don't have to worry about but, but yeah we'll get into that later but uh like, with print like i was i thought for sure and i and i think i even texted you over the weekend like Dude, there's way more content than I thought. Yeah, (laughs) to talk about debugging. But I with print, I I didn't think I honestly didn't think there was going to be anything new. Um, and I I was immediately wrong, and I immediately learned something new right away. Um, but first I want to talk about what the actual print function is, and you know where do you where to view it in the output. And the print function writes this is actually from Apple, right? it writes the textual representations of the given items into the standard output. Uh, so in plain English, <laughs> for me, again, uh, it, it, it's going to print that uh, the string or variable that you place into the parentheses um, of, of that print function into the debugger area at the, uh, you know, the bottom right hand corner, which I'm pretty sure Xcode calls it the debug area. I I, I don't know. I, I'm sure everybody calls it differently. Like we were talking about a little bit earlier. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I think you heard me say a minute, a minute ago, like I called it the console. Right. And it's right. I think it's one of those things. Like I, And I don't know, maybe we, as in just like all of us, like every developer, I don't know. It's like, it's the console or it's the debugger. And I think, like you said, officially, I think in Xcode, it's called the debug area. Uh, But yeah, Yeah. it's all the same thing. There's a lot of different terms for everything. Sometimes I might call it the console. Sometimes it's debugger. Like it's, it's all the same, or at least in our, in our sense of the term, I'm sure it's not technically all the same, but it's all the same for us.
1: If you use Xcode, you know what we're talking about. Yeah, Exactly. (laughs) Um, so yeah the uh, something cool that I found out while I was doing uh, this part of the project um, let's just say when you open your new Xcode project and the debug area isn't open by default right um, so in the top right hand corner we have those like almost TV looking icons with the, the bars on the, the left um, the bar the bottom bar at the bottom right you know right in the middle and then the screen with the bar to the right right that's, that's what we're talking about here if you can picture that and so you know when you open your Xcode and that, that button isn't clicked right that debug area isn't open by default and you add your print function right to to view to load and uh you say you know print my name is matt and i i thought that maybe you would need to have that open but it's kind of cool it doesn't need to be open before you build and run that project to show up so if you have you know print function view to load it will automatically open up that debug area for you to display that print function and its contents and i just thought that was a you know a little thoughtful little thing from apple
0: yeah Yeah, that's actually, like, it's kind of nice. But then again, I think some of that functionality just got annoying to me because I would run the code. And then uh, I think when you're in, like, an actual real production app, there's always going to be something printing to the console. Not, like, print statements, but just, you know, different things, right? Things happen in the console. And then anytime I would run you know, whatever app, it would always pop up, you know, the console area. And it's like, no, I didn't want that to pop up because it wasn't like something I was trying to print to see. It was just, you know, whatever random crap was showing up. And I think some of that got annoying to me. So you can actually change these settings, which I have a, a lot of different like custom settings in Xcode for how I want things to appear. Um, so like if you open up Xcode preferences, you know you can I don't know find it in the drop down on the top, or I just do like Command comma and then I'll open up preferences. There's the mm-hmm. behaviors tab, and that tab will actually give you a bunch of choices of like how. Like I don't know if you've ever seen that, but there's a lot of choices of how you can customize like different behavior of what you want Xcode to do. So I actually I changed mine to where it doesn't just pop up, you know, the console anytime something prints there. Like I don't have that happen. I think I think with the way I have most of mine set up is like if you hit a breakpoint or if you crash, it won't even actually pop up that console area. I actually have it open a new tab in Xcode and that tab is showing the debug. Uh, Area And actually, no, I I think I call that tab debug because you can actually like name (laughs) the tab. So it'll actually open a new tab and it'll do that. Because I think one of the problems is, let's say if I'm in, I don't know, this view controller file, right? And then you run the app. And then you had a breakpoint or you had a crash that, let's say you had a crash and it's gonna bring you to the app delegate or something. Well, now all of a sudden the file I was looking at is no longer, you know, a view controller. Now it's app delegate, right? So it's like, kind of mess up the flow of what I was looking at. So I'm like, you know what? Anytime this happens, just open up that new window. <laughs> and so it's like, now I have that like debug window or whatever that'll actually show up. Um, so yeah, there's a lot you can change and customize in there. Um, which I'm sure later on you'll start messing with those, but it is it is cool. Uh, you you can have it. You know the debug area pop up.
1: I was just gonna say uh, I know exactly what I'm going to be doing the next time that I open Xcode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's funny is because you get used to settings like this. And then you get a new computer or a new one from work or whatever. And then all of a sudden you're using (laughs) Xcode and (laughs) wait, why is, you know, why is the console popping up every time I run the app? (laughs) Or why is it changing the window I was on instead of opening a new window? And it's cause like, Oh man, you gotta go through and I'm sure there's a way you can just have those settings transfer over or whatever. Um, But I just always kind of go in there. Okay. Yeah, this is not happening how I want it to. So let's change that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Man, this I, I I am still blown away by by how much there's with the print statement because we're still talking about it. Right? I still have things to talk about, and it, it's just crazy to me. Um, there's another cool thing that I learned with uh, the print statement in this project, uh, and, and it's that the print function actually takes in three parameters. And I was like, wait, what? It doesn't just yeah, print like, no whatever it you tell it. Just
0: the print. one. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Like. This is ridiculous. This, uh, it's like, Paul, all right, I'm going to close this. No, but uh, so uh, that first function doesn't actually have a label, uh, not, not function, that the, the print function doesn't actually have a label for its first parameter. So I guess it, it's, uh, it, can, it doesn't necessarily get ignored, but um, that's the one that you know we're used to using and in, in, in seeing. But there's two other arguments that are optional uh, because they have a default value. So I was going to uh, skip over the first one because there really isn't much to say here, but it um, looks like there might be. But I'll, I'll just, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But the uh, the second of the three parameters is called separator. Um, so before we get to separator, um, Jason, I, I think you have a comment here about the first parameter.
0: Um, yeah, so I, I, you know, as you can see, I did put a little note in our show notes about that is um, there actually is a little bit of, excitement I guess we can call it right because it's it's code it's exciting um so there's the the first parameter is actually a what's the right way to word this a variadic parameter I think is what you would call it uh variadic as in it can vary right so a lot of time you think of like if you create a function and I don't know like hello world or you know print hello or something like that right you might have a name like name is who you're it's it's a name and it's a string or whatever. Well, that string that's not variadic. It's going to be one string that you're passing it, right? Well, this first parameter in print is actually variadic, where it can it can vary. It can be one. It can be two, three, four. It can be whatever. I think I think actually, and I was looking at it earlier uh, to try to see how it words it in there. But if you if you actually option click, you know, on print like you said you did, you'll actually see you know the declaration is func print. And then you'll see underscore items, and you have any dot, dot, dot. So that dot, dot, dot is actually what's telling you it's a variadic parameter. And it doesn't specifically have to be any. You know, like it could be string dot, dot, dot. But in this case, you know, print, it's not just strings. Like you could put an int or whatever. Um, So the dot, dot, dot is what's saying it's variadic. So you can actually, you don't just have to pass in one string or one int, which and actually i think i think a little later you're going to mention some of the examples of where you use that but you actually without even realizing it i think you probably used it kind of in that variadic way where you actually passed in more than yeah. one more than one parameter for that you know first parameter right <laughs> yeah so but yeah i i think that's yeah
1: well, i i think this this next session this next session this next section will lead us into that and that's the uh separator Uh, parameter that I was talking about and what this does is it prints the items separated by something other than its default value which uh, is just a space right so if you're so just messing around with it on my own if I was printing like a string of integers right like one comma two comma three comma four right comma five and I tries and I tried to use the separator parameter there to add in something like a, a dot, dot, dot. Like, so one, instead of one, you know, the space, it would be one, dot, 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 two, dot, 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 three, dot, 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 dot right? Um, and that's where, you know, I ran into, like, that didn't work. <laughs> um, and, I'm, and, and I'm not sure exactly why, but um, I was just like, okay, well.
0: <laughs> well, actually, um, I think that is another point that I want to stop before we move on, because I'm not sure, I guess I'm not sure how you potentially did that because using like dot 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 for the separator should work unless you did like separator dot 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 like if you actually put that in quotes though that actually does make the separator so like right now i do have xcode pulled up just so i can kind of see the the syntax for it so like your example it was like print you know print open parentheses one comma two comma three whatever and then you have separator you know separator colon and then in quotes, you can do whatever separator you want. So right. in this case, I actually can like double quote dot 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 double quote as my separator. And then now when I actually run this, you'll actually see in the console, it's one dot 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 two dot 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 three. Really? So I guess it depends on how you did that. Well, one thing I'm wondering is, um, and I guess I can maybe test this out real quick. Like if instead of like we said, doing it the the variadic way of just one comma two comma three or whatever. Like if you did an array of one two three, then um, and now that actually does still work. It just doesn't use the separator because an array passing an array is not actually the same thing as like passing in like variadic parameters.
1: Yeah, um, I was ca- I was like, uh, why isn't this working? I, I was I was actually really confused because I was like, no way, like this this should be, (laughs) this should, this should be working. But um, I just kind of was like, okay, well, whatever (laughs) it it is, what it is. I'll just make a, make a note of it and put it in the show notes.
0: I kind of feel like if you have Xcode up, just try it. And I mean, if it, if it takes a minute to uh, get everything pulled up on it, I mean, we can always, we can always shorten that silence in uh, editing later. But (laughs) I think if you have Xcode up, maybe try that. And um, and see, maybe we can see like what it was that you did, because um, maybe I don't know. Maybe that could be good information.
1: Yeah, I and I can't remember exactly what it was that I I, I got it to work somehow, but I can't I, I can't remember exactly. Um, and maybe maybe I forgot the comma because I I know that there is a, a comma needs to be there um, right after the double quotes. Right, so we had the open the open quote. Uh, one comma two comma three right and then let's just say the close double quote and there's got to be another comma there right to pass another separator parameter or, or terminator whichever one you're using right if i remember correctly
0: um well the way you worded it it sounds like you actually did the close parentheses before you would do separator i mean separator actually has to be within that parentheses right you'll have print and then open parentheses everything inside of it and then close parentheses. So you'll have whatever you're passing in. So like one, two, three or whatever, and then comma separator. And so that separator also has to be in there, but before separator, there is a comma because you're moving on to the next parameter. So there is a comma before separator, but all of that's like within the parentheses.
1: I think that, I think, I think the problem was whenever I was printing a string of integers. So, I was printing a string, right? I wasn't just printing one comma two comma three. I was printing, you know, print, open paren, double quote, one comma two comma three, another double quote, and then the comma. That, I think that's when it didn't work. So if I was just passing in just, you know, integers, one comma two comma three, and then another comma with a separator parameter, I think yeah. then it worked. But for some reason, passing in that string of integers, it just, it didn't want to work. Yeah, for I, think... I I could be doing something wrong, but.
0: Yeah, I think it's kind of one of those things we've. Talked quite a bit on it, but I think what it probably was is like you said, you weren't maybe you weren't passing it in like in that variadic way. You were just passing it in as one big string that had all of that, or like if it was an array of all of those. Um, yeah. I think the only way that separator is really going to work is not when you do it that way. <laughs> so right. maybe that's what it was. Uh, but yeah, I mean, doing like dot 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 should work um, as long as you're using like variadic an integer, uh, however many integers and things
1: like that. Yeah. So if you weren't confused already, let's confuse you more with yeah. the next parameter <laughs> called Terminator. Uh, so Terminator is, is that third and final parameter, parameter. And what that does is it allows you to display items that you print um, in, in your print function without a trailing new line, right? So if you were to print let's just say, uh, you know, like a simple for loop, right? So for I for i in, you know, one through five, print I, right? And so the default, it would just stack the results on one on top of another, like a Tetris game, right? Um, so here, what what this is doing, uh, the, the Terminator parameter, it'll it allow you to print those results all on one line um, instead of, you know, having it stacked up all on one top of each other. And I thought that was kind of cool. Um, I don't know how I would use it, but... Uh, I know that it's there now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know that it's a possibility.
0: By default, it's, uh, like the backslash N, which yeah. is in code, how you make it do a new line. Uh, so by default, that's what it is, but maybe the way you're setting this up, I don't know. You don't want it to go to a new line. You just want it to yeah, add a space or add a dash or different things like that, or maybe even nothing. Just like the numbers can concatenate next to each other Um, so yeah i mean depending on what you're doing maybe do it different ways um but yeah by default that terminator is a new line which is like you said why each print statement is going to be on a new line when you're doing like a for loop and you're printing out you know however many times because by default it's using new line as the terminator
1: right yeah i and man i think had i not gone through this i i never would have known that (laughs) there's there's just there's just no way (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
0: I think it's one of those things. Honestly, I I feel like you know most of the time you're just doing print statements, like we said, kind of testing things out and seeing what's in there. So
1: yeah,
0: I really you know Terminator and Separator don't use that much. I mean, every once in a while maybe there's a reason to, um, but for the most part, it's just all right. You just want to print, you know what what you want to print. You don't necessarily care the way it's formatted. I just want to see what's there, what's going on. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's exactly why I gave it absolutely zero thought before. Yeah. <laughs> to, to look more into the print function. I'm like, okay, it's just going to print what I need. No big deal. All right, cool. Done. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. Let's move on. <laughs> right? Moving on. Um. Uh. Yeah, I mean, well, man, that was a great segue, right? So let's move on to the, na- the, the next yep. debugging technique that we went over. Um, and that is uh, assertions. And how we use that is just assert uh, open and close print. Which is a debug only check that will force crash that will force your app to crash if the if a specific condition isn't true. Did I did I word that correctly or did I butcher that one? Did I butcher that one up?
0: Um, Yeah, I think you I think you got that about right Um, because you're essentially what you're doing is like like you said you're asserting something is true Um, and if it's not true. You're like, all right, crash the app. Nope. I'm like done. Crash the app. Yeah. And the other thing, like you said, is it's, it's like debug only, right? It's not going to happen when you ship the app to the app store. And I think there's one of those things, Paul Hudson talks about like, you know, sprinkle these all throughout your code, use them, uh, which really we probably should be, I don't know, maybe a lot of people do use these throughout the code. Uh, but I feel like I, I don't really actually see these throughout the code, maybe I should in like the code I work on. Um, but it, it's kind of funny cause, uh, the last or this, this week I've, you know, been writing some, uh, unit tests for the Swift UI code that I'm like rewriting in parts of apps. And, uh, so I'm writing some, some unit tests for that. And with the unit tests, there's a lot of like assert and assert equal and assert, not whatever and i don't even know there's all these different yeah. like asserts in there and that, these are just like actually as part of tests that we can run so not using it like in line with our code like in the code files they're actually in their own like test files uh, but yeah i have have been making a good good use of uh these different types of assert this week
1: nice man yeah i <laughs> I feel like I've heard of a cert, but I've never seen it, uh, you know, in the wild, if you will, to my fake air quotes that you guys can't see. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, and I, and I think that's why I, I, probably not going to spend too much time. I just want to briefly touch on it Um, because uh, during this video, you know, the record scratched when I heard Paul say (laughs) the assertion crashes only happen while you're in debugging. Um, And when you, and like you touched on, you know, when you build, when you build a a release, a version of your app, when you ship it to the app store, Xcode automatically disables that. But I was like, whoa, hold on. We're crashing apps. Like, weren't we just told like, All the time, like from day one, this is a bad thing. You don't want your apps (laughs) to crash, right? (laughs) Yeah. So that's why I was like, it's
0: That's just kind of one of those, like, have it crash early during testing versus letting it crash in production, right? Like when it's actually out there. So you want to be able to see these crashes. That's why it's certain things like fatal error. You might throw fatal error in your code in different areas because you're like, hey, I want to see that this is going to crash at this point versus... Uh, What's the term? Like fail silently to where something might fail. But if you don't actually crash the app, which a lot of the time that's what you want to do is let it fail silently. But let's say there's a failure and now the app's not going to work like it's supposed to. And you just had it fail silently. It's like you don't really want that necessarily because it's like the app's not going to work now so it might be better to crash the app especially when you're testing it might be better to crash the app than let it keep on running and completely not work the right way at all yeah. so i think it's kind of the same idea with like, you know sprinkling these asserts in there cuz it's going to allow you to crash in testing you know when you're like running the code in the simulator or whatever versus now it's in production and you know those those kind of go away they're just not really there in production right. but it's it's good for you know when you're writing writing the code
1: yeah i like the idea of that i mean that makes to me anyway as you know someone starting out it it makes sense to you know validate and validate often i I don't think that's really ever a bad thing unless you're under some sort of weird time constraint that you know is life threatening then well (laughs) i guess do what you do man (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> but I uh, I I think it just it makes sense to take the extra time, spend the five you know two three minutes now to save you ten minutes possibly even longer down the road. But yeah,
0: uh, oh man, that's man. Me. I forget the I forget the joke and I probably shouldn't even say it because I'm gonna butcher it. But it was it was <laughs> like you can save yourself minutes of testing before you release um, by troubleshooting crashes in production that takes weeks or something like something like that. It's like you can, you can save the minutes of of while you're writing the app versus, all right, let's just let it crash and spend weeks trying to debug it when it's out there. Like for real, you know, I I completely butchered how that joke was supposed to go, but I think you get the idea.
1: Yeah. I know what you mean. (laughs) Uh, So, back to assert. Assert uh, takes in two parameters, uh, which is something to check. So, in this project, we did something really simple like 1 equals equals 1 and 1 equals equals 2 obviously one does not equal two, right so we get a message so that's that's the second part right it's uh it, there's a message to print out if the check fails uh and if the check evaluates to false your app will be forced to crash like we just kind of discussed there because you know it's not in a safe state and you'll see that error message in the debug console nice. um yeah i i think we uh, did a pretty <laughs> pretty good job covering the rest of the my my note there so um nothing nothing really else to say But let's move on to breakpoints. And that's another subject where, uh, you know, I I use them. So I have some experience mostly with SQL. I mean, obviously in college, you know, some C -C Sharp and Java and just kind of basic, I don't want to say boilerplate knowledge and exposure to breakpoints, but it's not really an exciting topic, but it's something that should be brought up because it is a it is a technique, right? It is a good way to kind of just track your code and see what it is you're doing. Um, but yeah, I, I maybe, maybe you have uh, some experience using them in Xcode. Maybe there's something finicky with them. Maybe you don't like them, but, uh, yeah.
0: I think, yeah, I mean, just like a lot of things in programming, they're maybe not perfect and they don't always work exactly how you want. Um, but we, we kind of, you know, we mentioned a little bit of this in the beginning when we were talking about print statements, kind of talking about, breakpoints normally are probably a better solution i think for a couple reasons you know one if you're if you're putting breakpoint or sorry if you're putting print statements all over your code it's then you got to remember to take those out you know plus when you're putting them in you have to like write out whatever you want it to be in all these different spots or however you're going to do it right well breakpoints you just you know you you click on what the like the number for whatever line you are, like the line number to the left of your code, and you add the breakpoint. And anywhere you add the breakpoint, that's, you know, if your code hits that line of code, it's gonna pause before that line is executed. And like we said, print statements can be good for a lot of things. They're the simple, easy way to, you know, to try to debug things. But I think breakpoints for also for a lot of reasons, they're better and they can let you do other things. Cause maybe maybe before you're going to try to print at a certain line, you know, like what, what does this variable have in it at this point? Right? Well, if you have a breakpoint at, at whatever line you can break on there and you can, you can print into the console when you're like paused, right? When your code is paused. So when you're doing that, you don't actually write print it's P O, which I don't think it actually stands for, but it's like print output or something. Um, I don't think that's actually what it stands for, but basically you, you do P O and then let's say that variable name, like okay well let me dig a little deeper you know i can po this dot that or i can you can start printing out different things and there's a lot more like complex things you can do when you're paused at different breakpoints yeah. it kind of allows you to check other things and do other things that some of it one is maybe a little too complex to try to talk about now but then also <laughs> yeah. i don't know if on top off the top of my head i can really think of certain things that i would want to mention yeah. Um, but yeah i mean Like we mentioned earlier, I think a lot of the time breakpoints are a better solution for trying to debug things, and there's some cool things you can do with them too. So
1: Yeah, I I wish that we had more time to talk about them because there was a lot more that Paul went over. Um, And I even think Xcode allows you to, if I'm not, if i'm not mistaken i think xcode allows you to kind of add notes right to breakpoints as well i maybe maybe not breakpoints maybe it was with assert or something like that but i i know that i saw paul click on a little plus sign um at one of the uh, stages of the video to and xcode brings up a whole another menu and i should have xcode open right yeah. now but i don't um so maybe i shouldn't be talking there, about that I, I know there's yeah, there
0: are like, some cool things you can do with it um, yeah Yeah. I was going to say, it's kind of one of those things. I don't know how much really want to get more into (laughs) that, but there are a lot of cool things you can do. And there is, even if you don't do all the extra cool things, just the fact of being able to pause when certain code is going to be executed and then being able to print things out. That's probably 90 something percent of the time. That's what I'm doing is just pausing the code and doing like a PO something to try to see what, what is in that variable at this time or what, you know, what is, what's in there basically I guess to just try to say it in an easy way but yeah there's a lot more you can do with it but a majority of the time it's just pause the code print out what's currently there and then move on actually I think one of the other really common ways that you're not just printing out and actually honestly I don't know why I wasn't thinking of it earlier this might even be the more common thing that you'll do is you might pause at a line of code you're like all right I want to see what's going to happen now so when you're pausing there there's I don't know. It's like the continue. And I think it's like kind of like a play button. So you can hit play to let the code like resume, right? Just continue on. Well, there's also step over, I think is what it's called. And with that one, that's actually probably possibly just as common of a thing to do. So you pause at whatever line of code and you just hit that like step over, step, step through. I forget which one it is, but you hit the button and it'll step to the next line of code. It's going to hit the next and you hit it again, you can see each line, each path that it's going to go through, and what's going to happen. So there's a lot yeah. of you can it allows you to actually follow the code. So that's also a really common thing you'll do with breakpoints.
1: Yeah, I I I knew of that, just not in Xcode. Uh, obviously, I have more <laughs> more uh, getting used to Xcode to do and acquainting yeah. myself with Xcode. But yeah, um, breakpoints are just one of those things that I had I didn't really give much thought about until the, this past week and I'm like, oh maybe I should learn more about breakpoints <laughs>
0: yeah
1: um, in due yeah. time you'll, yeah, you'll get more
0: familiar as time passes. Yeah
1: I agree like I said it, it's not it's it wasn't one of those things I was like high on my high on my list like oh I need to know everything there is to know about debugging uh, yeah yes I mean no no. Definitely not. Um, I do think that uh, to be a good, you know, a a well-rounded developer, you need to know how to do a lot of things. Debugging falls into that category.
0: Yep. It does. So that brings us to the end of this episode. But before we go, we have a question for you, the listener.
1: I'm going to ask you the question this week. And Every week I find myself having to dig down deep and just to sit down in the chair and put in the work to learn more. And I know days off are necessary and that's not what I'm you know, trying to get at. But my question for you, the audience is when you're feeling just mentally and physically drained, uh, you know, how do you generate that willpower? and motivation to keep doing the work and, you know, keep putting the effort towards your goals. Um, I feel like willpower is a finite resource. <laughs> it's it, And it needs to be generated. And if you use it up at the end of the day, like, how, how, how else do you get up and, you know, start the fire and, and, and warm up the car and just get going? Yeah, exactly. I mean,
0: it can, it can be hard sometimes, you know, and I think that's kind of what leads to burnout. Yeah. Know? I think for me, maybe one of the answers is just, like you have to take breaks and just try not to overdo it, right? Yep. but anyways, this is the question for the listener and uh, from here, I mean, we gotta we gotta do that shameless ask for the huge favor <laughs> yes. of of uh, giving us the Apple podcast review.
1: Yes. Uh, I mean, all jokes aside, right? I mean this really helps us get noticed and and you know just reach more people in the iOS dev community. And uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Preferably those five star reviews too. Yeah, they they have to be five stars. Yeah, uh, but
0: <laughs> again, all joking aside. I mean, if they're if they're not, um you know, do us a favor. Let us know. Let us know why. Uh, you can reach out to us with any questions, feedback, uh, anything of that sort on Twitter. You'll find me at dev underscore j mitchell,
1: and I'm at matt Kruckerberg.
0: You could also find the show. It is at swift underscore podcast, and as usual, those will be in the show
1: notes. Nice. Well, that's all for this episode of Not Another Swift Podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us, everybody.
0: Thanks for listening.